0: hi welcome to cracks in the cement podcast this is robin aka Ronan, your host thank you so much for being here i hope this finds you all finding time and space for joy and rest as we continue to witness um, the horrific genocide in palestine and gaza so i hope you all are able to take care of yourselves and um Yeah, just really acknowledging the deep grief and frustration and anger and this horrible time we're in. So just sending out lots of love and using that as inspiration for the topic tonight, actually, the thing that I want to focus on, which is basically just related to the theme that I've talked about before of white-bodied folks and white-presenting folks having a special responsibility to heal our trauma, our personal trauma, our ancestral trauma, the collective ethical wounds trauma that we were born into, just because when our trauma gets mixed with the system of white supremacy, which is global, um, how that gets weaponized or just leaves us apathetic yeah. So basically I want to get into that tonight and real quickly before I want to give a few updates. Number one, rise up rooted is a nonprofit that cracks in the cement comes out of, and the organization that I co-founded with my buddy, Drea, we are renaming and rebranding. Cause we're expanding the offerings have just really expanded over the last couple of years. So the new name is going to be apocalypses. The full name is Apocalypsis Culture Change Research and Facilitation, but just Apocalypsis for short. I'll put a link in the notes to this podcast to the new website if you I'd love you to check it out and you can also see why the name Apocalypsis and what that means to us. The other update is that we are going to be moving into a physical location. I'm super excited if you live in the Eugene-Springfield area Um, you will be able to attend in-person events that I'll be hosting. And I'm sharing the space with two friends who are energy, body, soul healers, and they're just amazing. So we're each going to have our own office space, and then we'll have a shared space to do our uh, individual different workshops that we do. So that's super, super exciting. And then also I will be offering a... A condensed version of the me and white supremacy book groups if you're a white bodied or white presenting person who's wanted to participate in one of those but the nine weeks has just you haven't had the capacity for that there will be a four-week or five-week option so stay tuned on that and I'll also put an email if you want to contact me to get on my mailing list which announces um, any new offerings okay so that's that so the inspiration for what I want to focus in tonight or what I want to focus in on tonight comes from, I was in a Spanish class recently and the teacher who is from Mexico was giving sort of like a cultural pointer and sharing with all of us being American or United people. Well, if she corrected us to not say American um, just because America is larger than the United States, but Anyway, all of us being, as we would identify as American, United States American. So she told us that in Mexico or Central America, if somebody offers you a gift, and that could be a could be food or an item, always, to always accept it, that don't say, um, no, thank you, I don't eat meat or don't say, oh, no, thank you, I already have one of those. She said, just accept it. And obviously, I mean that's not always going to be the case, but she's just saying generally speaking that's a cultural difference. And that wasn't necessarily new to me. I've learned that from being around other cultures. I've picked up on that that cultural difference. But what I thought about when she said that to us is I was thinking, where does that where does that come from? And I because I could I noticed in my body when she said you can accept it and you can always just throw it away later. I could just feel in my body this resistance of like, "Oh, no, that's wasteful," you know? And how I was thinking how I really associate that type of reaction with somebody with my heritage, a white settler colonizer. And so, and I don't know what other cultures or ancestral lineages have that same feeling, but I definitely identify with that with my particular brand of culture. And so I could feel, I could really just feel it in my ancestral line of don't waste food because just this very much scarcity mentality, there's not that much. There's not that much food. We have to be really careful. Don't accept anything you don't use because if you take it, then someone else isn't going to have it. And I have definitely have struggled with getting, like, becoming an independent nonprofit or even just going out on my own And when Drea and I were working together too, like just trying to come up with how to accept like amounts of money to ask for people for fees and how to ask for enough to support the work that we do, just how hard it is to accept. And so I've been also really wrestling with that. It's making me think about, you know, where does that come from? And I think it comes from this feeling of, you know, not wanting to be a burden, not wanting to take up too much space, just trying to be small don't annoy anybody so the theme there is once again scarcity like i don't want to waste food i don't want to waste this item that's scarcity around material items i don't want to be a bother i don't want to be a burden that's scarcity around love like it's conditional love what if i you know what if i get i don't there's not enough love like i might not get taken care of if i'm not good if i don't do things the right way So again, you know, it's the the scarcity thing. And I was just thinking about how as a white person and being in the system of white supremacy and being in a female body, the rules are a little little different than being like a cisgender man, cisgender white man. The rules for me in growing up was like, if I can just be really good, if I just squish myself in just the right way, I'll be able to get access. You know, the teachers will like me. I'll be able to get a job, be able to get jobs. But better continue to keep myself small so that I can, you know, get access to those resources. And then part of getting access to those resources and having that scarcity mentality, that brings out the kind of golem Lord of the Rings kind of thing where there's the gold ring is like access to the resources and there becomes this kind of like kind of lashing out protection of those resources or this kind of hoarding like afraid to share those resources. So why I want to bring this, I just want, I wanted to talk about this is that when there is something going on, well, there's always something going on, right? So thinking about, let's say racism or settler colonial style racism, and it is collective liberation. And at the same time, there are people that are suffering more than others at any given time, right? And so, though that conditioning that and the ancestral wounding of scarcity there's not enough and it's interesting because obviously white settlers my my lineage we're not the only ones who have starvation and material struggle within our ancestry and a lot of people experience it now but we're not the only ones that have that so it's kind of it's interesting why in my experience of being around different cultures do my people suffer from the scarcity mentality the most? And I, I think it's related to hyper individualism, this feeling of really you're on your own. You don't, there's not that feeling of being held by a community. So I think that really feeds into the scarcity mentality. And then also for a lot of us, the, um, the colonization of religion has made a lot of us reject spirituality. Um, a fear of cultural appropriation has had us reject um, connection with the ancestors of the land or, or or even like our well ancestors who've already passed. So it's interesting that we do have this kind of unique flavor to how we've dealt with that. There's, And then on top of it, because of the power and privilege that comes along with whiteness, there becomes there can be this very violent hoarding protection mechanism that kind of comes into play and so the thing that I really want to be aware of is or the thing that I really I think I I really want to keep talking about this with white people is that we have a special responsibility to heal our ancestral wounds and our personal trauma wounds like that that trauma when it's not healed and it's coupled with power and privilege, it just comes out either in aggression, hoarding, shrinking, a fear to speak up, you know? And so to really take a step back and, and look at those aspects of our our lineage and our lives and what does need to be healed. Because when I think of whiteness, especially settler culture, like colonizer-settler-cultured settler whiteness, there's such rigidity and it's so rooted in fear. And I think individualism just invites fear. When I think of the settler-colonizer whiteness, I also... So in that rigidity, it is um, if we can just, like, don't trust the body, we have to stay in our heads to plan everything out and if we're really careful and we can just completely control for any any dangers and so the other thing i was thinking about with white culture is i've noticed a lot of giving unsolicited advice and kind of like not wanting to waste food i think it comes from a place of the world is a dangerous place I better tell you, give you advice, whatever's on my mind, just in case. Because if I don't tell you, you won't you might not know and maybe something bad will happen. But then that gets coupled with whiteness too, where it's kind of this over inflated sense of self. So it's like thinking as a white person, I've got I've got the best ideas and the world's a fearful place. So I better um, give advice. To somebody who maybe didn't necessarily wasn't asking for it, didn't need it, maybe already knew, or is just a little more gone with the flow. So, from the most minimal impact, which is just being kind of a bummer to be around, to the biggest impact, which is not speaking up, not showing up, apathy, um, acting in anger to protect power and privilege. These are the ways that those things can come out sideways. So that's what I wanted to get out, is just um, to continue that conversation. And one of the offerings I'm gonna start doing in the new space, the new physical space, is having what I'm calling crock pot combos, because I did get a a big crock pot and a crock pot recipe, um, a recipe book. So I'm gonna cook for people and then we'll have a topic to talk about and self-reflect on together. So this particular topic will be the first one I wanna talk about, which is that ancestral wounding of starvation, lack of resources, but that coupled with individualism and the white supremacy propaganda of being special, of being, you know borrowed from the ancient greeks which is the lighter your skin the closer to godliness and how the acknowledgement that we've been fed that propaganda and then how that gets mixed with that um individualism and untended wounds so anyway so thank you so much for listening and i hope you all are doing well and yeah just take care of yourselves and I hope you're finding times for joy music and movement is so helpful I've been really finding that like literally just choosing a song that just lifts my spirits and just having those little bubbles those moments um okay yeah so take care bye